0: This is London Calling. London Calling. Having looked at the data carefully, the cabinet concluded that once regulations lapse, the government will no longer mandate the wearing of face masks (laughs) anyway. We will trust the judgment of the British people and no longer criminalize anyone who chooses not to wear one. Welcome to London Calling with me, James Lenycole, and my very good friend, Mr. Toby Young. Toby, I think we ought to start by telling people about how we got on. Yes, um, shooting. I think you we should.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I wasn't. I, I didn't think the margin. I didn't think that you know I was conspicuously better than you. I, I thought I thought you did all right, um, uh, and I think you've rather been um, uh, downplaying your shooting skills, James.
0: Oh, you think I've been modest? Yeah, I tell you, I tell you, my main problem, um, and, and this is a bad workman blaming his tools. But I am used; I am not used to to what our host called a gentleman's weapon. So I was using a side by side this right. time, whereas before I've tended to be given a kind of you know a sort of a, an over and right. under, which is a, which apparently is a kind of ruthless killing machine and not and not properly sporting. Right. So, uh, so, the, so, so the side
1: by side is the gentleman's shotgun, and the. Over and yeah there. and it's got it's got two triggers right. yes and i kept the, 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 there were a
0: number of there are a number of um uh moments where i tried to squeeze the trigger and get the second you know to, to to get a right and left um which obviously is the goal of every every shot you want to get one with each barrel um and 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 the the trigger just went all soft on me because i was press i was pulling the wrong trigger because you've got two triggers yes I I didn't really get used to that. That's my excuse anyway. But yeah, I did bring some yeah, down. Yeah, you
1: did. You did. It's true. I mean, you were quite particular about um, which birds you took a shot at. Totally, totally. I mean, I, I I think
0: I think you are on the other side in in that respect. You, you, you know, you're you're just, just, just kind of ruthless fill the sky killer. with lead.
1: Yeah. Uh, indiscriminately yeah. Yeah. Shooting whereas, at everything. whereas
0: I. Yeah. I. Do you know? I, I think I mentioned this before. I get. I sort of half love shooting and half get a bit upset by it because by it because the birds are so pretty, and when you see them dead, yes, I I do kind of feel feel sorry for it. And the only way I feel I can make amends is by at the end where they say anyone want any feathered game, uh, which most people don't for some reason because they, they they can't be bothered to pluck yeah. them. I always say yes. So I came home with with six did it with six good and, lord and and two 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 brace of, of pheasants. Which, uh, which wife heroically,
1: um, de-breasted.
0: Oh, fantastic! In fact, I had I had partridge curry Did last you? night. Um,
1: how are you storing it? Yeah. Have you in your larder or in the fridge? Yeah, yeah, we've 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 we we've got
0: one of those old Go country you. houses which which actually has hooks on the oh, wow. wall, on sorry on the on the on the ceiling where you hang game, and where reputedly one of the uh, previous occupants of the house hanged himself. Oh I swear, I always tell visitors.
1: Mm. Nice. Um, so, oh, well done you. So you took you took home what sort of um, ten birds, and you've been dining on them ever yeah, since. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's, that's right. Incredible. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I, I I I do th- I do think it's a bit of a scandal
0: that. Uh, I, I, I think shooting has an image problem, and I think part of the problem is that that we know that a lot of lot of birds that get shot these days don't get mm. eaten; they just yeah. get you know, chucked in a pit. And I, I think it's really sad it because is, yeah. I mean, it's 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 free range meat; it's 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 good; it's healthy; it's lean. It's I think people ought to be yeah, encouraged to eat. We
1: need, to, to we, eat, need to, yeah, we need eat. to get more game into supermarkets. I mean, you can sometimes buy you know venison in sainsbury's and occasionally you know and venison's really good really good yeah those fantastic. little um
0: those little pig deer that you see by the roads that they I mean, i've eaten them poached i mean as you know killed by a poacher and it, it's better than steak it's better
1: than steak i think yeah yeah it is um yeah i agree um uh, i think the way to um uh save driven shooting if we're assuming that the kind of political there's a gathering a slowly gathering political storm which will eventually eventually put paid to driven shooting across the british isles the way to prevent that is to get more and more game in supermarkets and get the british public accustomed to eating game uh, but it, they've gone the other way
0: though waitrose which which is the kind of i mean look you go to waitrose and you can't even get a a, a a free plastic bag anymore and you get all these these hectoring messages about the environment and sustainability none of which is of any interest to most west uh, waitrose customers and and it's the posh person supermarket so they of all people ought to be selling lots of game in season and you used to be able to get pheasant at at waitrose my local waitrose you can't anymore
1: and i think that's yeah a, it's odd isn't it You'd think the diet of waitresses it's sort of like a blind spot amongst the kind of you know the the foodies and the restaurateurs and the supermarkets who um constantly make a huge song and dance about things being locally sourced um you know uh wild um, uh, 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 organically reared and the rest of it um, uh, they, don't make, they don't make nearly enough of game which ticks all those boxes doesn't it I mean you know it's because I suppose you know it's just not fashionable is it to sort of uh, associate yourself with the kind of shooting community I don't know
0: what it is um, I mean I, th- I think part of the problem is that like near, near me there used to be a fantastic game dealer in a, in a village called floor where you could take in your your game after a day's shooting and have it plucked for a, for a, for a small fee and 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 you, you could buy game from them and it was it was fantastic but they closed down i i, I suppose i suppose joe public are just kind of all squeamish about it because oh it's got it might have pellets in it or it's mm. oh it's not it's not like it's not all white like chicken is i i, I don't know i don't know i think it's it's it's, it's very anyway sad it was
1: a great day out and um
0: good to see you it was it was um no it was it was exciting and we and i enjoyed eating that chinese water yes deer for yes lunch. that was delicious wasn't that it was even good. though it was
1: slightly overcooked because i think one of the guns complained about what the third drive, um as being yeah. not up to the usual the standard were a bit low. So we so we got an extra drive um shoehorned in um before lunch, which meant the the Chinese water deer was slightly overcooked by the time we got to it, but still delicious.
0: We're, we're, we're sounding like luxury problems, don't <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: we? This is a first, first world problem. The, our Chinese, Chinese water, water, water slightly to near, to we cook cook. Because we had, we had an had extra drive. drive. I mean, this is, if this
1: doesn't get rid of our our, our chippier listeners, I don't I know mean, what like, will. It's amazing. I, I would have thought that we get rid of, you know, a certain number of listeners with every episode. I'm surprised we've got any left, James. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it's like it's like whenever I mention my love of
0: fox hunting, I I, I get you know I lose I lose people. And I'm thinking, if you don't talk about these things and defend them as things worth defending, and they are worth defending, they are they are part of rural life for some of us. You know, I mean, I I don't go around saying that football should be banned because it's a yob sport and there's and there's violence on the terrace on the terraces, or maybe maybe there's not. I don't know because I'm ignorant of football, but that it's a stupid yob's game. I I think. And let live, and I think people should be the same about about country country pursuits. I mean, there's there's sod all to do in the country in in winter apart from shoot things and chase after them on horseback. And I, I, I think you know we should be allowed to carry Absolutely. on. Absolutely. I
1: I wonder if um, you know the keepers of football grounds. Um, I wonder if, um, you know, they employ gamekeepers to set kind of stoked traps and to make sure foxes don't invade the ground and defecate on it, thereby creating a kind of hazard for
0: that <laughs> Fox poo is very nice, is very smelly. It's, it's far worse than dog poo. You just don't want to step to keep in keep the, in the moles out?
1: Anyway, um, so, James, um, the big story of the day here in Blighty is um, the uh, that Sue Gray finally handed in her report Um, It's been published and Boris uh, has been answering questions about it. I think he's still answering questions about it in the House of Commons as we speak. He's due to make a statement to uh, the Parliamentary Conservative Party, to his MPs uh, at 6.30. But here's the caveat. Um, It wasn't the full unexpurgated report. It was a redacted report because Sugre had to leave out some things which are still the subject of an ongoing investigation by the Metropolitan Police. Um so it looks like um you know, the greased piglet has wriggled free to gamble in the field another day or gamble in the farmyard. It's funny
0: you say that, Topes, because I was going to mention to you a story I read at the weekend. I mean, I, I despise the mainstream media as you know, and I don't I, and I, I, I assume that 99% of it is lies or propaganda. But there was a story that caught my attention in my wife's copy of The Mail on Sunday, which seemed to contradict your positive, um, take on Boris. I think. I think. I think. A, a, a couple of weeks ago, you, you suggested to me that that we were. You know, I mean, I lost a bet over this, didn't I? I paid you out fifty quid. Oh, um, I, I know the story. I was of, yeah. convinced. Yeah, I was convinced there was going to be more lockdowns, and you, I think you you suggested. Correct me if I'm wrong. That this was this was a sign of libertarian Boris um, shrugging off um, controlling kind of WEF um, uh, stooge Boris and that his libertarian instincts had prevailed and Boris had said, no, I'm not having any more lockdowns, damn it, the country needs to be free. Um, anyway, this story, as, which I'm sure you, you've read, suggests that actually it wasn't Boris's decision. It was um, Lord Frost and Jacob Rees-Mogg and Rishi Sunak. Um, Rishi Sunak yeah. Who- yeah, there was
1: a story, it was um, it was the sort of um, main political story in this Sunday's Mail on Sunday, yeah, saying Boris deserves yeah. no credit for uh uh, for for not going any further than the plan b restrictions in response to the so first of all do you do you believe the story because i mean i I, anything in the mail
0: on sunday it's like you know Pinocchioville but but on this occasion I, I think it's well sort of I I, 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 I mean it, there may
1: be a grain of truth in it but it to me it read like it was um you know one of Rishi's um special advisors had briefed the oh, chief political editor yeah. of the Mail on Sunday um uh, and um uh, You know, it was it was was saying Rishi deserves the credit um, uh, for for, for a decision which turns out to have been right and is now quite popular, particularly within the Conservative Party, not Boris Johnson. Um, uh, So I I took it with a slight pinch of salt. But I dare say there's a grain of truth in it. I mean, it it portrayed Boris as, you know, being eager to do the bidding of, um, you know, the sage modelers, um, only thwarted um, by this kind of uh, courageous effort by these uh, three cabinet ministers. I'm not sure about that. I mean, if it was only three and the rest of the cabinet were in favour, then why were these three being against so instrumental? I imagine Boris, you know, was in two minds about it, but could kind of certainly see the... uh, I mean, I think he given that, uh, uh, you know, Last year, he was warned that if he lifted all restrictions on July nineteenth, Freedom Day, um, there would be an apocalyptic number of infections, hospitalisations, and deaths. And then there weren't. He has good reason, or he had good reason in the run up to Christmas, to be sceptical about Sage's warnings. Um, so I, I, I find it hard to believe that he was, you know, absolutely gung ho about imposing more well, restrictions. Well, something over must Christmas. have happened, Tobes, because because if you
0: remember, I I, I got this from so many different different sources that they had decided the the powers that be or whoever had decided that there was going to be a lockdown from january the 5th and i got this from numerous sources with connections in the civil service in the in the in the or and and in the the various services which might be affected by this you know ranging from the nhs to the police and stuff the 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 story was doing the rounds a lockdown on january the 5th was all but certain now something must have happened to change that and it wasn't just oh that the omicron blah 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 there must have been some pressure from somewhere to say hang on a second this is just enough is enough and i don't think that boris would have been the the person behind that does it you know that, well, i think i think okay, uh, he, he may have eventually been, uh, been prevailed upon but i don't think it was uh, boris's libra- uh, libertarian in, uh, instincts that i
1: mistrusted us. those rumors um uh, i don't pe- people people who who um you know sent me those emails and seeing them on twitter as well um uh they, they they were people who believe that you know the government plans these things out months in advance um, uh, and well, and this was a fixed date, which was in the timetable, and there was no getting around it. But the truth is, they don't pl- plan these things out more than twenty four hours ahead of time. Um, so so, so I, you- I, oh, always took, I always so took that, that, that prediction. Says you, and says I, completely different. I,
0: you, you, have, you have faith in the kind of political system that they're just innocents abroad, and they're just trying not, to do No, 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 no right. James, hang on, no, 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 these no, no, are no, no. You misunderstood, you misunderstood me. You misunderstood me. You misunderstood
1: me. You misunderstood me. The reason they don't make decisions twenty four hours ahead of time is because they're completely chaotic. And they can never plan no, more no, than 24 I'm hours ahead. No, I'm not buying the incompetence, chaotic thing. It's not because they're, it's not they because they're innocent. Planners.
0: It's because they're hopeless. No, 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 no. You, you, yeah, but you're, you're just giving them the benefit of the doubt. I also think, James... General, generous interpretation. It, 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 they, they, they're they're, they're was, just kind of bumbling fools, well, and they're not. They're worse with, than with
1: that. The, I, think they were, I think they were looking to see whether um, the surge in Omicron infections would result in a... Um, a corresponding surge in hospital admissions uh, and they were sort of uh, playing it by ear um, and um, and, and, it, and the data was still coming in but I think when, when the data came in after Christmas and New Year's and they saw that yes infections have increased dramatically but there hasn't been any significant increase in hospitalizations remained largely flat um, uh, I think they then decided you know there was no need for further restrictions but I think they were always kind of you know um, uh, uh, playing it by ear keeping a a watching brief I think was the phrase they used on on the data
0: i'm not buying this if, if if they'd been driven by data as opposed to computer models which is all they ever worked worked on then they would, there would never have been a lockdown. There would never have been quarantines. There would never have been mass mandates. It was, all, it was all pie in the sky. It was never data-driven, this stuff. It was always based on, on, on models, which you can do anything with modelling, as we've discovered. Yeah, the, the entire career of Neil Ferguson shows you can do anything with mo- with modelling. You can be heroically wrong and still get get given work by the government again and again. So I'm just not buying the idea that the data suddenly made them realise that something was amiss, because some of us have known the data was 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 telling Us the opposite of what the government policy was was, was telling us for, for the last two years. I don't know. I, I, well, I feel I, I think Team James and Team jobs are always going to be divided on this. Yeah, school. I think
1: I think they they, um, perhaps, I agree that um, you know they didn't pay um, nearly enough attention to actual empirical data, um, uh, for most of the past two years. Um, but uh, I, I think that's I think more recently because the public has become much more divided about the benefits of things like masking and um lockdowns um uh, vaccine passports vaccine mandates i think they've been um a bit more attentive to the data than they were in the past they don't feel like they have to be seen to be doing something to satisfy the public appetite um uh for action um because i think the public have grown a bit wary of all these restrictions and have begun to you know realize that they make very little impact um anyway uh, but let's get back to partygate yeah. James. partygate that's what we started on you immediately segued well into I, don't on Sunday. What, what, I, I don't know
0: what i don't know what See, the problem is, are The reason I kind of sidetracked you, I just don't think Partygate is remotely interesting. I think it's purely a, a, a fabricated story. I mean, okay, the, the the bare facts we know exist, but it's it's cooked up by the faction that wants to get rid of of Boris, and understandably so. And and I, I probably team Rishi might have something to do with it I don't know I mean the, 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 it's all Machiavellian but why should we give a toss about about this this non-story which it, only that the corrupt mainstream media is interested in no, no real person is.
1: well I don't know about that I think it has um I think the rule breaking in Downing Street has cut through um it's one of those stories one of those few stories that kind of extend beyond the kind of Westminster bubble and I think you know people are people do seem to be genuinely angry about it you know uh, in the country, people who observe the restrictions themselves, particularly if they lost loved ones or had to forego weddings or funerals or baptisms um uh, I think you know to see the people in power you know ignoring the rules is um you know it infuriates people and i think danny finkelstein made a good point too he said you know the the, the standard kind of the, the, i doubt that very well, the, much the standard argument against um why we should, well, a lot of people say yeah you know, why are we obsessing over whether there were parties at number 10 when you know um the third world war is about to break out in you know middle europe um and um he said well you know one of the things if we do get sucked into a war with Putin's Russia, perhaps in alliance with uh, Xi's China. Uh, One of the things, one of one of the kind of values we'll be fighting for is the value that um, you know we are a country, uh, we are a we are a set of countries um, uh, who observe the rule of law, uh, and we expect our leaders to be bound by the law just as ordinary citizens are. So, in that sense, the, the issue of whether Boris and his cronies in Downing Street were observing the same restrictions they were expecting everyone else to observe is relevant, even to the kind of Ukraine crisis. Anyway, I'm not yeah. saying I think I think Boris should go um, uh, as a result of all this. I don't. Uh, I think, you know, as we have discussed before, I mean, I think the fact that... Um, The fact that he's, you know, been caught um, uh, breaking the rules himself uh, will make it very hard for him to um, impose further rules. And I think that that was a factor uh, in why we didn't go beyond Plan B. It would have been very difficult in the light of all these revelations about parties taking place at Downing Street to say to the country, no, you can't celebrate over Christmas, even though we've been celebrating for the past two years. these
0: revelations didn't just spring out people have been sitting on this information for many months. So the idea that these, these revelations just suddenly appeared um, naturally is just, just absurd. The, 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 these, these, the timing of these revelations uh, uh, has been made in order to discredit, well, you know,
1: which has got nothing to do with public information. That just may be, but that's irrelevant. I'm just saying that um, the fact that it's now come out, Um, uh, And, you know, who knows what machinations have been going on behind the scenes. Uh, But the fact that it's all now come out uh, and there is this report and there's more to come. I say it it hasn't all come out yet, but it will do in due course, uh, I think makes it very difficult for Boris to lock us down again. Uh, So that's a good reason for not wanting to replace him. I also think I'm slightly worried about backsliding on Brexit, you know we supposedly got Brexit supposedly been done um, got done you know two years ago but actually you know there's quite a lot more to do and there's quite a lot of opportunities to kind of backslide and imagine if Remainer Jeremy Hunt um, replaced Boris as leader if by some miracle he won the ensuing leadership election I mean you know Brexit would then be imperiled and he'd lock us down in a heartbeat um, so uh, you know, I want to. I think, as we discussed last week, let's cling on to nurse for fear of something worse, at least for the time being. Yeah. Well, whatever. Should we yeah. hear from our first sponsor, okay. James? Do you think? We,
0: yeah. Should we, should we do the do the first um
1: ad? Uh, is it you? When it, when it you do it, and then I'll do. The I'm going to do
0: it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all of us have been stuck inside for too long, staring at the walls and thinking they'd look better covered by a Picasso or a Monet, but most of us can't afford that what we can own is a fraction of a Picasso or a Monet or even a Warhol with Masterworks. You know our pals at Masterworks. They're the only one and only startup based in New York City dedicated to democratizing the ownership of blue chip artwork. So regular people like you and me can now invest in world famous artists for a fraction of the price. In fact, They recently sold two paintings that netted their investors a 30% plus IRR in 2020 and 2021. And get this, the art and collectibles market is estimated to be worth over $1.7 trillion. That's trillion with a T. And there's no reason you can't start investing in blue chip artwork alongside more than 300,000 Masterworks investors. Our listeners receive priority access to their newest offerings at masterworks.io slash London. Just head to our special link at masterworks.io slash London. See
1: important disclosures at masterworks.io slash London. Disclosures. So, James, we uh, before getting on to the big question of the day, which is um, uh, the Joe Rogan experience um, and the attempt to uh, get it censored. Um, let's briefly just talk about um, the ending of the NHS vaccine mandate, which is um, look. That's quite interesting. I think that is interesting.
0: I mean, that that's got to be a climb down. It is a climb hasn't down it? from yeah. the useless and disgusting Sajid Javid. Well, who it turns out. Contrary your prediction, was at least as bad as Matt Hancock.
1: Just, I, mean, I don't think. Know. Well, wouldn't Matt Hancock have done a reverse ferret on this? I don't know. Um, but um. they were they all would they, they all had to. That's the thing. Look, Tobes, these people are, are meat puppets. They have no agency
0: at all. That it's it's not it's not ultimately up to them they just they just do they just have to obey orders that's what well, they James do. Uh, uh, and, and the orders have gone out we we cannot why do you think that no, I, mean, I, I prefer to, to think it
1: was due to the campaigning efforts of um, all the NHS workers who said they were unwilling to get jabbed. the Conservative MPs who've been supporting those efforts in the House of Commons, like Steve Baker and Mark Harper, Um, uh, the petitions that people have been signing, um, the fact that um, yeah, everyone pointing out that that that, that, that the NHS could lose up to eighty thousand employees if frontline workers are forced to get jabbed. It's it's
0: reality. It's they've run into the brick wall of reality. It's got nothing to do with Steve Baker. I mean, look. The, the the idea that you can cite any of the any MPs as as kind of the heroes of the revolution is just nonsense. They're all they're all trying to um, accommodate themselves to the new position. When and, and and they're now trying to demonstrate that they were sceptics all along and they fought this nonsense tooth and nail all the way through. This is just rubbish. They surrendered without a fight for most of those grim two years. I agree with you on the point about that. The, the real heroes are the are all those workers who said. I would rather lose my job than take the clot shot. Take this experimental medical treatment, which I don't need and could kill me. They're the heroes. Nobody else is a hero. And finally, they've realised. The government has realised that they can't afford to. They they won't be able to staff the NHS if 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 all these workers go. I,
1: I thought when you said that you know these people are puppets and the orders have come down from on high. The suggestion was that it wasn't because of the successful campaign that's been waged against this idiotic uh, mandate it was because Klaus Schwab changed his mind about it for some reason
0: no it's not because it's Sajid Javid had it been Sajid Javid or Matt Hancock or whoever it wouldn't have been up to them to look at the evidence and go um, oh where are we going to find our doctors and nurses given that all these people aren't, aren't going to turn up given that they've known this all along they've known this all, all the time all, in the last two years that these people are, are going to be very reluctant to to take the take the, the clot shot the death jab because they've seen their patients at first hand dying like flies as a result of it particularly ones who work in care homes it's it, it's simply that they've they finally finally conceded that, that that reality is going to prevent them from imposing these, these, these well, they uh, may, they, jab mandates. That's they, all it they is. May,
1: they, they may have never intended to go through with it. They may, they may have only said it yeah, in the first place in order stuff, to try and incentivise people to get jabbed. Um, uh, but, um, I hate Nick But you
0: can't abuse the word incentivise like that. How is it an incentive to, to
1: say you're going to th- sack somebody if they don't get the jab?
0: that's not well, it incentivizes
1: people who haven't got jab to get the jab, lest they be sacked. I mean, uh, <laughs> you're, you in a very quarrel. That is the mood, weirdest James.
0: perversion of the English language I've ever heard. What would you say? The, that, I mean, that is what, what, I, what You what can't, I,
1: you can't in all conscience what, use language what, what like that. You, well, well, if one wants to make the point that the government may, Blackmailing. may never been sincere it's about blackmail. this. Okay. Um, uh, I wanted to, um, uh, get on to, um, Joe Rogan. Um, yes but, um uh, anyway, I think we can both agree that um, it is fantastic news that the NHS um, will no longer require uh, all its employees uh, to be jabbed uh, or triple jabbed. Um, I know. And let's say we can lead the world, James, in uh, in in this much more liberal approach. Um, uh, but I do think, I mean, does, doesn't don't you think, kind of, you know, whatever the shortcomings of this government, never much they've got wrong over the past two years, you know, it could be worse. You know, they're poor but they're not as poor as almost every other government in the world no I mean compare us to the Italians or the Spanish or even the Scottish they're going to
0: burn in hell for what they did (laughs) I'm not going to give them an ounce of of
1: gratitude or or leeway they are Losses. I think I think no. I think you have to Hate you have people. to you have to acknowledge that and they, they have will finally done the right thing. Anyway, um, no. so you know I, I should say, James, that your constant reference to um, the uh, de- describing the uh, the COVID vaccines as uh, death shots, death jabs, means that our podcast would not be able to be hosted on Spotify. We've we breached <laughs> one of their new regulations they've just oh, published. You know about this? So uh, just to- no, I thought.
0: Isn't it? I think they're still going to run it, but with the, isn't it with the health? Well, it's warning. said
1: that um, uh, that they will. I think. I don't think. No, I think. Uh, yeah, no. St- what they but stuff like Joe Rogan's podcast um, that'll have um, yeah. a trigger warning attached. Uh, because it doesn't right. breach these rules, uh, which 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 would mean it it is designated as dangerous content and banned from the platform. And they and 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 yesterday, um, Spotify um, set out what some of these rules are. They say you know these are the rules, but there may be others which which uh, which we haven't disclosed yet or haven't decided well, on yet. They're giving themselves on. a bit of wiggle room. But but um, amongst the rules were uh, the things you're not allowed to do, and which will see you banned from the platform. Are um, promoting or suggesting that vaccines approved by local health authorities are designed to cause death so i think if you if you persistent if you persist in describing them as um uh, clot shots or death jabs then we will end up <laughs> banned from spotify jams which oh, could limit yeah, our audience I call them death shots
0: I don't think, yeah, I don't think I've actually... You weren't designed. Um, you, 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 it can't be, it cannot necessarily be inferred that I mean they were designed to do so. It's just It's just an accidental consequence okay. of their existence. So you rode Something back slightly on the, um,
1: uh, you know, um, it, it being part of some eugenic plan to kind of depopulate the earth by kind of climate-obsessed yeah, nut but job. I
0: still think that, but I'm not going to say it now for okay. the purposes <laughs> okay, of Spotify.
1: Okay. I do not believe this, Spotify.
0: Uh, I've got my fingers crossed cross behind my back no, but, sure. but yeah Let, let's hope we're below the radar james what well, well, no well, do you think their bots will will, will
1: know i suppose I, I suppose, I suppose someone behind. could complain about it particularly now i brought it up um uh, and that could be the end well of you 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 provoked <laughs> me you provoked me into saying this. <laughs> uh oh, well we'll we'll see but i suppose um yeah we'll yeah.
0: see oh, oh that would be awful though wouldn't it? if if we ended up being
1: below the what,
0: what are the podcasts that we've overtaken effortlessly yeah it, trigger trigger well, tossing well it, trigonometry are in trouble trine. now it,
1: it, it, poor old trigonometry have been banned from youtube um because um because Brilliant. um uh, i think Constantine kissing suggested on trigonometry um that um cloth face masks were completely ineffective at sort of stopping transmission and for stating this kind of uh, elementary fact um, trigonometry has been kicked off YouTube no longer has its YouTube channel pretty shocking um, but um, yeah we were be- we- well, their cabal sponsors are going to be sad about that because
0: yeah. um, I, I thought their, their job was to be controlled opposition not, not fighting the fight well, for you us. See, they're not controlled opposition James. I just uh, don't agree with them about everything um, well it could, be, it could be it could be a ruse of course in itself I mean it's a bit like you know when when uh, you kill one of your fellow resistant uh, c- you're in the resistance and you're a spy and you kill a Nazi to pretend that you're
1: one of the resistance when in fact you are. Anyway, back to Rogan. So, um, uh, so, um, I mean, first of all, it looked as though, you know, when Neil Young said, you know, you've got to choose it's it's Rogan or Young. I think he even referred to himself in the third person classic sign of, um, uh, you know, uh, celeb. Um, But um, uh, Spotify seemed to choose Rogan and um, uh, which was great, you know, and and, and I thought, oh, is there going to be a kind of uh, is there now going to be a stampede of, you know, musical artists uh, demanding that uh, Spotify kick rogan off the platform or they'll remove their music uh and only so far only Joni mitchell and nils lofgren um have kind of weighed in and um some new york times best-selling author of kind of moronic looking self-help books whose name i've forgotten now um uh, and that seemed to be it oh harry of course harry and megan that they they, they they said Harry said, and Meghan, risking yeah. nothing. They, d- they said um, they didn't threaten one... to withdraw their moribund podcast, of which I think there's only been one episode from the platform. They just said, "We are concerned. We are concerned about this. Um, we're, we're not going to withdraw our services, but we are concerned." Anyway,
0: um, uh, but, well, so didn't somebody somebody tweet out uh, yesterday that <laughs> um, Spotify might reasonably concern be concerned more concerned about the thirty million they spent on Harry yeah. and. And, and Megan yeah. and all they've got so far
1: is this crappy podcast that nobody listens yeah. to yeah I think I mean, we I... get more <laughs> listens than <laughs> Anyway, um, uh, but anyway, it looked initially as though Spotify was going to be quite robust. And then last night um, uh, it made a kind of uh, um, a flurry of concessions. So from now on, um, if uh, if if a podcast contains um, any information which is sort of counter narrative on COVID-19, it'll have this trigger warning attached, which will direct people to its kind of safe COVID information hub and incidentally um uh, the, the the big that the one, one of the podcasts you're directed to today on the kind of um, approved covid information hub on spotify is an interview with the ceo of pfizer um, but, uh, uh and, they, and, and on the, on the, on the information on the, on the, on the kind of approved sanitary, um, uh, content about, uh, COVID-19, it includes, um, podcasts by BBC News, by The Economist, The New Scientist, The Guardian, Nature. Anyway, so that's that. that, 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 that and they also sort of announce these rules. And if you fall foul of these rules, then your content will be removed from the platform. And then, and then, and then Joe Rogan himself, um, uh, posted this video on Instagram um, yesterday evening um, seemingly in response to this, seemingly agreed in advance with Spotify as part of a kind of damage control operation uh, that he welcomed um, the trigger warnings, uh, he welcomed the clarification and transparency transparency around the platform rules. He had nothing against Neil Young, he still likes Neil Young um, uh, and it was sort of, uh, you know, and, and he's going to try now on and, and feature kind of more mainstream um, uh, uh, voices on the pandemic on his podcast and not only that he, he pointed out that he had featured more mainstream voices but he said in future he would endeavour to feature them directly after people like you know McCulloch and Malone uh, so it's sort of like it's not it's not I mean it, 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 free speech has sort of been preserved with some caveats but uh, the response has got a lot more uh, uh, lily-livered uh, than it initially was which is a bit disappointing
0: I th- I think it's, it's rather um, given the lie
1: to that, um,
0: that impression that, that people like Neil Young and, and Joni Mitchell tried to give that they were kind of anti-establishment it's extraordinary, isn't mean, it? Never trust a hippie. Never trust I mean, wh- wh- a hippie. And one of the oh, here it, they are endorsing it, 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 biosecurity state fascism. It's
1: odd, isn't it? I mean, because when you think about it, you know, the, the, the Neil Young and Joni Mitchell and these other kind of you know um, uh, tribunes of the 1960s counterculture um, are, are essentially shilling for uh, Big Pharma. I mean, how do they how do they reconcile that with their kind of commitment well. to peace, love? And understanding. It's like, you know, it, it, it would be one thing to try and suppress, you know, hate speech. You can sort of imagine them sort of uh, doing the mental gymnastics to reconcile that with their kind of initial kind of freedom loving musical persona. But but but, you know, how do they reconcile that with with kind of saying any criticisms of these products produced by Big Pharma um, uh, will lead to us removing our content from the platform? It's bizarre.
0: Well, th- there's a book you should read, Topes, called um, "Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon," which was written by uh, an investigative journalist called Dave Dave McGowan. Sadly, no longer with us, perhaps for reasons not unconnected with his <laughs> book. Where it, it, its subtitle is "Laurel Canyon Covert Ops and the Dark Heart of the Hippie Dream," and it, it's it's remarkable when you read the book, you discover how many of these these um, these countercultural pop stars of of, of that period were actually they had connections with, you know, had parents who were in in the in the military or in the CIA and stuff. They, they were, it was just a kind of psyop. The whole the whole of the counterculture was designed to kind of weaken us and uh, do the establishment's big bidding. Hmm.
1: Um, uh, so should we hear from Archie? So, so, so it doesn't, it doesn't surprise should me. Should we hear from um, the, the 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 sponsor who's bidding? we happily do in exchange for almost nothing. Um, uh, Is it chair-related <laughs> by the <any laughs> <chance>? way? It's chair-related. <laughs> um, so um, I love my work, James, but sometimes I dread sitting down at my desk, or at least I used to before I got my X chair Now, thanks to my ex-chair, I actually look forward to sitting in my office and indeed my garden office because my body feels so much more supported and comfortable. And more comfort means more productivity, helping my ex-chair pay for itself thanks to how much more work I'm getting done every day. And if I'm feeling tight or stressed, I just turn on the LMAX massage feature and choose from four different massage options. If the office is running too hot or too cold, I just flip on the LMAX temperature regulation and either heat or cool my lower back. And once you feel the customized support of X-Chair's patented Dynamic Variable Lumber or DVL, your back will never be happy in any other chair again. Take my advice, try X-Chair for yourself, risk-free for 30 days. Once you realize how much better your chair should be you'll never go back i promise go to xchairlondon.com now that's the letter x the word chair l-o-n-d-o-n.com or if you're in america call 1-844-4-xchair for a hundred dollars off your order xchair has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort and you can finance your purchase for as little as 30 dollars a month xchairlondon.com so, James, before we get on to Culture Corner, perhaps actually this belongs in Culture Corner. I just wanted to discuss the recent spate of trigger warnings um, i don 't know if you 've been following this in the news, but quite extraordinary so um one university i think it 's the yeah the University of Chester I believe um, uh, yeah t- teaches um, Uh, it has a course for for incoming first year English students in which they're taught about some classics of young adult literature including Harry (laughs) Potter (laughs) and the Philosopher's Stone um, the Hunger Games uh, trilogy and the His Dark Materials trilogy and uh, these are accompanied by a trigger warning saying you know some students may find the content of these novels um, disturbing and uh, triggering um, and should be warned in advance that you know this is is, uh, pretty strong stuff (laughs) Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. I mean, the extraordinary thing about that, I thought, was that, you know, all three of those, you know, children's classics of children's literature, um, you know, uh, uh, celebrate the kind of courage and resilience of their kind of protagonists you know uh, it's trying to teach children not to be too risk averse you know not to cower under their beds at the first sign of danger uh, but to boldly step out into the world and take on you know the baddies uh, and that's how you kind of self-actualize and become a mature you know fully functioning adult able to you know write your own destiny and yet so, so attaching a trigger warning to these books seems to be completely contrary to the sort of underlying message so the people attaching the trigger warnings and teaching them on university courses haven't actually read them um and then there were also trigger warnings i think i think the, the university of northampton has attached a trigger warning to wait for it 1984 by george orwell and then more recently right. one at some university oh yeah, royal holloway has attached a trigger warning to oliver twist you know, some readers may find the scene set in the workhouse, you know, in the funeral parlour, uh, you know, disturbing and haunting. And bewitching. well, isn't that the point? You know, I mean, Dickens intended to upset his readers, to kind of awaken their conscience about the appalling levels of poverty uh, in Victorian Britain. Anyway, uh, it seems bloody crazy. Yes. But, uh, there you are. Um, so, James, yes. what have you, um, what have you, uh, what have you been reading, watching, listening to this week?
0: Well, I rather enjoyed um if the, is that the right word this netflix series about the um about the world's most wicked con man i don't know what oh seen. yeah oh, it's, it's called is the
1: documentary pu- isn't it it's called the
0: puppet master mm. hunting the ultimate con man and you kind of think oh yeah what well, he's a con man what what did he do and then you discover so say for example there were these students at um, Harper Adams Agricultural College in in the early 90s and this con man was a barman at the time and he persuaded one of these students that he was actually working for MI5 and that he was spying on an IRA cell which was working within Harper Adams College at the time. Now, unfortunately for his, his cover story, or rather fortunately for his cover story, there was actually an incident of a student at that college um, buying up fertilizer to, to, to f- for use for the RA to make bombs. So so his, his story kind of made sense. And what he persuaded these three students to do, this, this guy he'd spoken to in the pub and, 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 and his housemates, he said, you're going to have to go on the run with me right now You're going to have to give up everything. You can't speak to your families. You get in the car. And they drove up and down the country, um, supposedly hiding from the IRA who were were planning to kill them. Guess how long this went on for? Uh, Years. Ten years. (laughs) Jesus. Imagine. Imagine. So you give up your degree. Imagine if you and I, when we were at university, we'd suddenly... The next ten years of our life, we we hadn't finished our degree. We we've been spending driving up and down the country with this with this con man, this sociopath, uh, who had an addiction to a particular song by Duran Duran and played it all the time. <laughs> and drove the, drove the, his his, but this guy uh, did it to lots of people, and it, it's an it's an extraordinary, fascinating, disturbing story about the kind of predators there are out mm. there these these sociopaths who are who are very persuasive because he he ruined lots of people's lives
1: oh, good story oh, anyway. Worth um watching. so i've been watching um uh part one of season four of the Ozarks. Uh, i can't remember whether you're a fan of the Ozarks or not but i am loving it
0: no i'm not i i feel it's i i i rejected it and i feel it's something that i ought ought perhaps to come back to and and reappreciate. yeah you should
1: give that a second chance james Uh, Were you a Breaking Bad fan? Yeah, I like Breaking Bad. So it's quite similar to Breaking Bad and it's about, like, you know, an ordinary man um, who runs into financial difficulties and turns to crime and, funnily enough, turns out to be really good at it and also gets mixed up with the mob um, and has to kind of navigate these kind of very treacherous pathways. Um, But uh, he also has a kind of... It's also very much about the kind of central character's relationship with his wife and his son. Uh, So in that respect, it's quite similar to Breaking Bad. It's not quite as good as Breaking Bad. It's not quite as kind of uh, brutal or cold um it's uh, it's it's kind of like i wouldn't say it, nor is it a sort of um pg version of breaking bad you know it's pretty, it's pretty brutal at times um but it's actually it's very very good i love it and and, and season four is very much in keeping with the early era
0: okay yeah. well maybe that at least i've got four that'll give me four whole seasons to watch
1: I tell you, yeah. What, well, and then actually, they they've divided season four into two parts. So the first seven parts have just dropped on Netflix, and then the second seven are going to drop um, later in the year, apparently. Uh, but yeah, no, highly recommended. I've been I've been really loving it.
0: The the, the other thing I, I'd sort of recommend and sort of not. Well, I mean my my all time favorite TV series um, is Gamora. I don't know whether you've, you've watched yes. it or not. Uh, I it, haven't watched uh, Gamora. I
1: must get. I must come around about get around the Neapolitan
0: it. mob. I I the Gamora. Yeah. And it's very very gritty, very very bleak. Um, it's the <laughs> the Guardian, I think, described it as the series where characters die before they become characters. You know, you, you you'll mm-hmm. meet somebody in the first scenes, and and, uh, and and by the by the second half, they'll 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 have been wasted for some you know, some sordid reason. Um, but it's really really good, and it and it's it's kind of Shakespearean in, in its sweep, and it, and and the you know the battling families and so on. So anyway, this is this is going to be the last season, and It's ever so slightly jumped the shark in that there is a, it, it used to be pride itself on its grim realism. And there are scenes in this, in this, which are just absurd, just like people get away with stuff you could never get away with in real life. I mean, in terms of escaping from imprisonment and stuff. And... Part of you goes, yeah, this is fun. This is like a, you know, it's it's all 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 the shackles are off, and it's just going for it, and it's setting up for the most fantastic gangland conflict uh, scenario ever. In it, on the other hand, you kind of think, well, it's slightly betrayed its original personality by by veering into the into the 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 implausible, which it mm. never really was before.
1: Um, I t- I'm trying to think about why I like um, the Ozark so much and I think it's partly to do with the Jason Bateman character who is um, who's the central character um, and um, uh, in breaking bad the central character you know you can see he sort of even though he sort of becomes a man uh, in the course of the you know the series um uh, uh and sort of he starts out as this kind of you know whipped mouse and becomes you know his kind of gangster alter ego by yeah. the end of you know the final season um but at the same time you know um uh, you're left in no doubt that you know he's he's sort of morally kind of um uh cannibalized himself he's, he's become too compromised by the end he's yes. kind of he's lost it,
0: almost it, almost tediously so, so. Like, like yes you, you yeah, kept feeling that yeah. like it's you too obvious them there's them no lecture you know don't yes. don't enjoy this chap's success as
1: a yeah, drugs dealer that's because right it's and, wrong. and you and, you, and, and it, you, they leave you in no doubt that if you are enjoying his successes um you know you're a bad fan you know, you're not supposed to. Be. Yes. Um, uh, whereas in in um, it, it, there's the 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 central male character played by Jason Bateman in the Ozarks is much more uh, it's much more it's much more um, uh, ambiguous okay. as to um, whether you're supposed to condemn him. I mean, he he doesn't lose his kind of moral compass to the same extent as uh, Walter White does. Um, and you know, he he he's you uh, he, he feel like he's trying to kind of hold everything together and survive. Um, but insofar as he kind of does ban things and he does you know he does try and there is a sort of constraint on his behavior he doesn't kind of always do the worst thing or the easiest thing if it means that it'll endanger someone's life even if you know they're not on his side so yeah he is he's um he's a much more sympathetic and attractive character and it kind of you know it's not that attack on kind of toxic masculinity that breaking bad sometimes felt a bit like i felt that I,
0: i i almost think that actually breaking bad was overrated
1: Bit, Ooh, whoa, I'm not sure I'd go that far. Listen, I've, I've, my 14 year old son, who's a big um, anime fan. Um, uh, he, he encouraged me. I mean, really encouraged me to watch episode one of this new animated series on Netflix called Arcane. And it's based on a video game. So, I mean, I had very low expectations. So it's based on a video game. Um, It's it's anime-esque without being anime. Um, uh, The great selling point is the animation is fantastic. And it's set sort of... Have they all got big eyes? Uh, yeah, they've got big eyes, um, <laughs> and green and pink hair. But um, but actually, yeah. it, I thought I, I watched episode one, and I thought it was really good. And I thought I might actually watch episode two and end up watching all ten episodes. Do you know, weirdly enough, I occasionally
0: get dragged into watching animes by, by my son. It's it's obviously a thing that sons do to their aging aging peers. Yeah. They make us watch weird Japanese stuff. Yeah, which
1: Japanese stuff, but, but this it's was fine. actually it's good. It, it is good. Yeah, it's, I mean, great. It's, it's great it's, to have your yeah your, your horizons broadened. And, yeah. and I, t- two things I've caught my eye on Netflix, which um which I, which I thought looked quite good. There's one called the so- I haven't actually watched them yet. There's one called the Society, which um these these both dropped in 2022. There's one called the Society, which is about a group. It's a bit like um, Yellow Jackets. It's about a group of high school students who go off on a trip, like a school trip, and when they come back to their hometown, all the adults are dead, and seemingly all the adults in the whole of America are dead i think i think that's right and, and so and initially you know it's fantastic that oh my god you know they're free they can do whatever they like they have to get to bed or to school uh but then it quickly degenerates into a kind of is law that, of the flies is that a style. new thing because I, 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 yeah. I
0: remember watching something similar where they all go off in in a, a coach and they end up at this place and then they can't get out they whatever whenever they go over the bridge it's all been overgrown and and, and they're trapped in this is that that's different presumably
1: I think that's different, yeah, yeah. As far as I know, it's it's, it's, it's obviously a sort news, of recurring it's, recurring theme. Maybe. It's a recurring it's many things like it.
0: It's a good idea. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And then the other one. Have you, have you seen the trailers for um, All of Us Are Dead? It's um, seemingly the new Squid Game, so it's the latest kind of uh, oh, not hit more Korean from weirdness. South Korea, mm-hmm. and it's about it's about um, a zombie assault on Ooh. a high school. Now, I'm, now um, so we're
0: talking.
1: it, it, it looks quite good. Apparently, it's just relentless, relentlessly violent, and you know um, uh, the zombies just never let up. Do you know the gradually, about that, the Charles? kind of cast gets whittled down. It look it looks quite it looks quite promising in the trailer. I won't be allowed to watch it because
0: because the wife doesn't like zombies. Yeah, my does not either. It's awful.
1: We need to educate our wives. I just think. I well, what think can it, you I stop, think what What's the kind like. of, What's the kind of starter drug? You know, the gateway zombie drug. What? What? Can, what can, how can we get them hooked on zombie you stuff You can't. I
0: think it's it's just a it's one of those blocks that yeah, that they have. Yeah. No, I don't know. We're we'll just gonna kind of have to retreat to our solitary. Well, I can just there, watch it. And... Watch it in my garden shed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, uh, talking of talking of, um, uh, of, of things, I, I've got to go to my Pilates class now because I, I keep arriving late because our podcast's overrun. So let's 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 um, let me, well, let me gonna, be on time. This
1: barely time. got time. Barely got time to pull on your, your leotard. My anyway, like, right? Okay, James. <laughs> okay. Right. See you. <laughs> All right. Next good week. to talk to you. All right. Bye. bye. This
0: is London calling.